26th, 2019. Welcome to Paradox of Civility. I'm your host, Roy Koshi. On this episode, I am revisiting an episode of The Hate Project that aired on May 6th, 2013. You know what that means? That this is the third week in a row, the third week in a row that the dates have aligned. You know, May 6th, 2019, May 6, 2013. Yeah, very exciting. I don't know why this is exciting. Nothing special happens. I don't make a million fucking dollars or anything. So anyways, um, yeah, that's what's happening. So The Hate Project was a show. Um, for those of you who've been listening, uh, you know that this is a show that I did in 2012, 2013 that explored hate. And I actually invited hate mongers to call in so that I could have a real conversation with them. I invited them to call in anonymously. And uh, so this episode that you're about to hear, um, you will hear a white nationalist from Connecticut. We have a long uh, ranging conversation. And then the regular Klansman caller, Dragon1488, he calls in and we talk for a bit. And then at the very end, a a neo-Nazi named Edward McBride calls in and he gives me uh, feedback on my show because he's been calling in regularly. Um, And I will talk about that feedback at the very end of the episode as well. Um, So I'm doing the same format that I've been doing for the last uh, few episodes where um, I'm going to let the episode play and then I will interject. I will come in at certain points of the episode and just give commentary on give a reflection of what you just heard and also just give some commentary from the year 2019. So uh, topics that you're going to hear today include uh, May Day. Um, There was some violence on May Day, May 1st, 2013 in Seattle and in Washington, D.C. So I talk about that and I I will share some articles about that also in the description. Uh, Asata Shakur, she was placed on the FBI's terrorist list. She was considered she was designated a terrorist by the FBI. Um, I believe she still is in Cuba and they are not giving her up uh, to this day. But I talk about that as well. And uh, some talk about social media nearing the end as well, especially in light of the Facebook banning of certain individuals. So anyways, uh, give it a listen and you will hear from me again as the episode is going on. And uh, this episode has been edited from its original broadcast. Recorded live. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Hate Project. The Hate Project. Hate Project. Hate Project. The Hate Project. Get a new theme song every week. You like that, guys? Do you like that new theme song? It was kind of a mix of Frank Zappa and Bob Seger. Very exciting. I was excited by it. I love it. Okay, well, guys, what is the Hate Project? Does anyone know? Seriously, guys, I I just showed up. Uh, Does anyone know what this show is about? Anyone? Oh, well, let me just wing it then. Let me just wing, let me just try and guess what it is. The Hate Project is an internet radio show exploring hate, exploring cultural, political, and personal hate and why it happens. 
We aim to have an honest dialogue on racism, sexism, homophobia, and any other sort of bigotry. Anyone is welcome to call in anonymously and express their honest feelings and viewpoints. Join us. Yeah, I, I improvised that join us part. You like that, guys? Everyone like that? Join us. I was trying to use V-Motion. I, I ripped an MP3 of this, uh, of this uh, particular sketch from Mr. Show. It's called Operation Hell on Earth. It's a really funny sketch, lampooning uh, white supremacists. It's like a, a multicultural hate group. Very funny sketch. I, I posted the YouTube link up here. So uh, I hope you check it out. I hope, uh, hope you enjoy it. I really do. I really do, man. But we could do the rhinoceros breathing loud and clear. That was me. I'm the rhinoceros. Why are you so mean? Uh, well, guys, happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy uh, belated uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, I'm sure you guys uh, celebrated, right? Celebrated um, the Mexican Army's 1862 victory over France. Is that just, uh, you know, two groups that you hate, maybe? I don't know. I don't think anyone here who celebrates Cinco de Mayo, like, you see, like, these uh, fucking, uh, these Cinco de Mayo, uh, yeah, Corona, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. I don't think anyone knows what it is. I think everyone thinks that it's, that it's about, like, Mexicans discovering San Antonio or something. I don't know. So uh, Roxy69 is writing, no one hear it, no one wanted to hear your heavy breathing. <laughs> I didn't know I was breathing so heavily. And I told you to get in touch with the news guy to get some tech tips since you copy him. I don't copy the news guy. I feel like I'm my own thing. I fail on my own terms, guys. Why do you try so hard to be news guy? I really don't. Like, I mean, we're, I think even like politically, he and I are like way different too. And so, um, guest number nine is writing, why would I celebrate it? I'm not Mexican. Well, I mean, I'm not Irish, but I celebrate St. Patrick's Day with friends. Have a good time. Have some brewskis. Have some brews, bro. Just some brews. Um, so I don't think you have to be Mexican to celebrate it. You know, I mean, do you, guest number nine, do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? So you were, you were fake then by celebrating it. Yeah, you know, I guess so. I guess so, yeah, you're right. Wow, Roxy69 left the chat. He is Melungeon. What does that mean again? I don't even remember. I don't even fucking remember what that means. Melung- it's one of those Pastor Lindstedt terms. So Cinco de Mayo commemorates the Mexican Army's 1862 victory over France at the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War. And uh, it's not really even a big holiday in Mexico, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think the Mexican immigrant population has just celebrated it in America. I'm not really sure how it came to be such a big deal in America. If somebody has some knowledge on that, let me know. I'd be thrilled to, to learn that. And um, let's see what we got here. 
The French and what? Negan European. Next. Ew. Let's see what we got here. Uh, what about the Mayday Dilemma where they rioted in Washington? All right. Uh, well, guess number four, if you – yeah, I guess I guess I am being fake. I'm not Mexican, but I don't think that you have to be Mexican to – you don't have to be Roman to celebrate Christmas either. I think it's open to everybody. I'm not black, but I um, I take the day off on Martin Luther King Day, and I think about what Dr. King did for this country. So um, let me just look up this May Day riots. I, it's been a crazy time for me. Um, unlike a lot of uh, my listeners, I actually do have a job. So if you want to if you want to talk about it, um, guest number four, please jump in here. Um, or if you have something to say about it, please please let me know. So a, lo- a lot of folks. Um, it is not a Mexican holiday, but it is recognized celebration, especially in Vera Cruz. Okay. <laughs> Holy dick's not. Allergy season, right, guys? Allergy season. Okay, so uh, guest number five is asking, yes, please tell us what MLK did for this country. Um, Face aids? I don't know what that means. But, uh... (laughs) Well, um, he, he led a movement that helps people recognize their own humanity, and he helped America in a nonviolent way. He achieved. He, he achieved, and we still haven't gotten there yet because we're not still we're still not entirely in a, in a egalitarian society. But he helped people achieve rights for themselves and the same opportunities that the dominant white male class had. And um, you're writing that he instigated race wars, which he never did. But um, I'm not Googling it, dummy. Um, So what he did was he basically, through peaceful and nonviolent means, he woke this country up to what was going on and a lot of cruelty that was happening in this country. And he woke and he helped. He wasn't the only one who did this. There were a lot of people who did this. So that just needs to be um, that needs to be acknowledged. He basically came to people who were oppressed in this country, who were being denied their rights, people who were being lynched, stood by them, and he helped achieve protections and rights for all people, not just African Americans, by the way. And he also achieved a movement and an ethos and a um, a a way of living that was about peace, about respecting every human individual, respecting that all human life is uh, sacred, and also like changing the world. I mean, he changed the world in a very peaceful manner. He was up against severe violence, and so. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just responding to these uh, trolls here. Guess number four is writing, dummy, welcome to fifth grade. Uh, if you have something else to say, then fucking say it. I don't care. Right, it's not real intellect. Uh, so that is true. Was he, he really was like a philanderer, wasn't he? Martin Luther King? What pride do we got here? 
Oh, I've heard of this. I've heard of this story, actually. Hold on. So, uh, that night, King retired to his hotel room. I'm clicking on your link here, buddy. Um, the FBI bugs reportedly picked up 14 hours of party chatter, the clinking of glasses, and the sounds of illicit sex, including King's cry of, I'm fucking for God, and I am not a Negro tonight. Yeah, I've actually heard about this before. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I, it, it is about, there are accounts that he was a philanderer. And um, you called me a dummy by referring to Google. I wasn't referring to Google. But um, <laughs> don't get hussy. I have heard that. I, I, I have heard that story. Um, I, I still don't believe that it took away from his achievements in this country. So, Roxy69 is writing, that's what Hoover's bugs under his bed said. Hoover's bugs. On St. Patrick's Day, everyone wants to be Irish. Close. You know, it's hard to explain to people who don't like the fact that African Americans have rights and that they are human beings. The accomplishments of Martin Luther King... He woke people up to the brutality that was happening in this country, and then he helped this country heal in a peaceful manner. That's huge. And, but, you know, if you don't want to understand that, you don't have to. Uh, they're not human, you whack job. Well, guest number eight left the chat. So, memoirs cunnilingus. Oh, God, they left the chat now, too. Fuck. I am unpopular tonight, guys. Uh, are you completely blind to the way you African-Americans act? I don't... I'm not African-American, but... Okay, Roxy69 is writing, why do nogs... What are nogs, by the way? I'm just curious. What are nogs? Okay, hold on. Let me just take this call. All right, guest number four, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going? This is uh, guest four. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I just want to ask you about this uh, Cinco de Mayo that you speak of as being a holiday that's not recognized by America. Well, it's, uh, not, like an, it's not an official holiday in America. It's just something that people celebrate here, evidently. Okay, so we just uh, create things that we want to celebrate and just mark it as a day, and that's uh, copacetic. And then we go through a riot in Washington, and that's cool. I mean, actually, I, 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 I fully admit I have not been uh, – what, what's been going on in Washington? I actually have not been following that. I heard a little bit about it, but let me just look this up right now. Uh, what, what happened? Well, it began as a uh, May Day. I believe it was called uh, some working class day or workers, yeah. workers' day of rights or something like that. But uh, mm -hmm. I guess a bunch of uh, communists joined in with it, and there's videos of this all over the place, too. I mean, you know, where people uh, fly the hammer and sickle flags at a rally for Workers' Day blows yep. my mind, which, which means that communists are coming in, which would be CPUSA, uh, which is Communist Party USA, uh -huh. which have no, re no relevance to be their period, but apparently they show up and... Uh, take the day of uh, workers' rights and, you know, make it a melee for themselves and decide to smash businesses. I guess they attacked the Walgreens because it was considered a corporate business. 
you know, it, it's Walgreens. It, it's just a regular business. It's a, a job that employs people. You know, if they want to go on a corporate level, well, I guess you attack every business. But what's that serve? There is no purpose there. You know, that's anarchy. And what, what does anarchy solve? Nothing. You know, it just okay. attacked uh, innocent people. And this whole Workers' Day, uh, Pride Day, became a melee for communists and anarchists. And I guess Black Bloc uh, claimed responsibility there and uh, Antifa and groups uh-huh. like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not understanding, you know, the, the purpose of this day at this point. Well, um, yeah, it's been around since like 1919, I believe, right? Uh, it's been it's been it's been like this historical uh, day. Sorry, I have some bad heartburn. I apologize. Uh, oh God, damn, breathing. So let me look this up here. Um, I'm look. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I've not followed these protests here. I, look, I don't. I'm not a fan of violence at all. I'm, I'm a fan of protesting, but I'm not a fan of uh, I'm not a fan of uh, violence of any sort. And they shouldn't be. Um, they shouldn't be. Um, Attacking people at random, and uh, Roxy does bring up a good point. Guest number four: uh, May Day and Cinco de Mayo are two totally separate holidays. Um, so, just just to make that clear. Yeah, but the, but um, May first through fifth, they usually coincide with each other. It's usually five wow. days of rallies all over the place, and they kind of merge each other in one aspect, which I've noticed mm-hmm. in uh, my state. So I'm sure it's uh, prevalent in other states also that the same thing happens. You know, when Workers' Day is overrun by uh, hammer-sickle flags, you know, onto the the May 5th Cinco de Mayo where you'll see hammer-sickle flags, it's the same deal. It's the same people that are being disruptors and trying to cause violence and agitate the situation, which it shouldn't be, you know, because they're, you know, May 1st has a, you know, it's an unknown holiday, but... It is also at the same time, you know, undocumented, you know, perseverance type deal by the people, you know, to recognize workers' rights and working class rights. What's wrong you know, with but, what, what's what, what's wrong with recognizing those rights, though? Well, when communists hijack them, and you know, there's anarchy on them, and there's violence and riots, you know, it defeats the purpose of the intentions that it originally had. Hmm. And these okay. uh, these communists come in here and just disrupt, man. They're they're just here just to, to cause a melee. And that's unacceptable. I mean, you know, those are people that hate society, hate humanity, because they're coming in here to cause violence. And that's, you know, not cool. You know, nobody else is out there calling off violence or trying to disrupt things. You know, if, you know, you want May 1st, is workers' rights stay cool? You know, but when these other groups come in, like CPUSA, which are bragging about it, it's like, you know, what, what, what's your intentions, man? Why, why are you doing this? Right. You know, okay, you, well. You know, they're attacking cops, you know. Everybody hates the cops, so the cops are just doing their job, you know. But when they're getting bottles thrown at them, and you know they're getting hit with flag sticks, and the horses mm-hmm. are being attacked for no reason, I mean, you know, people get all um, in a fit, you know, when the cops turn on tase them or spray tear gas or um, drop those off uh, flashbang grenades. What do you expect them to do? They're not going to sit there and get beat on, you know. But these commies are taking it personally and be like, oh yeah, you know, we were attacked by the police department. Well, yeah, you attacked them first. They're just doing their job. They're protecting the group that's having the original rally or demonstration. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this: Are you do you live near Seattle, or like you seem to like have so, like, kind of a personal? No, I've uh, I have uh, friends in uh, Washington, you know, that have it on the local news, and they're letting me know what's going on there because obviously mainstream media is not going to report 
all across the globe what's going on directly in their area to us, you know. And right. you know, I've been following on other websites and trying to watch video footage on it. And I just saw, uh, I keep coming up with the same video that shows flashbang grenades going off at people and all this stuff and tear gas being spread, you know. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I, I just have to address some um, some quotes here. Roxy69 is asking, are you from WP Radio Caller? Um, are you one of the WP Radio Callers? Yeah, I call them regularly. Okay, so but you're not the host, right? No. So WP Radio was a white nationalist radio show that was also on Talk Shoe, which is the place where the Hate Project aired. And um, yeah, uh, Talk Shoe was full of white nationalist radio and uh, paranoid conspiracy targeted individual radio. And I'll talk about that later on in the episode. Okay. Uh, and then Roxy sixty nine is. Uh, Telling you to go eat some more coon pussy. Are you in the process of eating coon pussy, or? Uh, apparently not. I don't understand what that that's supposed to mean. But apparently, this person is a troll. They're uh, <laughs> saying stuff like that, man. You know, I'm just trying to have a regular conversation here, and I'm being told to eat coon pussy. You know, I'm, I'm all for animal rights, so I'm not going to eat any coon. You know, it ain't happening. Hey, zing. All right. Um, let's see, I, I was looking. There, there was. I was as you were talking. I was kind of like trying to just follow this story uh, on online as well. There was this. Hold on. Let me just look this up here. Evidently, some white students' union clashed with the with the protesters. Got involved for some dumb reason. Well, it was actually the opposite. I seen that video. It wasn't the uh, white student union that clashed with them. They were clashed upon. Um, really? They came on there. Uh, they were actually representing um, the workers' rights day which was May 1st, and they came in there to say, hey, we're working class, we're proud to, you know, be workers and everything, and um, of course, again, and they actually called out that there were uh, camera sickle flags everywhere. They're like, you know, there's uh, communist flags everywhere, you know, at, at the Workers' Day, um, Pride Day. I, I'm not even sure what the, the proper term is for it. It's workers something. So, you know, I'll keep screwing it up, but, you know, it is something along the lines. So they're standing there. I believe there are eight of them. And, you know, they had the uh, Gadsden flag, the American flag, or Confederate flag, and a, uh, something else, I'm not sure. But, um, but I guess, yeah, like, what's up? Yeah, but I guess, like, what I would ask is um, <clears throat> why the Confederate flag is offensive to some people, and you're offended by the communist flag. Why can't both just be there? Well, the, the Confederate flag is also known as the rebel flag, which is rebel, you know, which is... You know, just rebelling against society uh, at that well, point. But, you know, or this guy could have something private. Right, well, the guy could be from uh, Florida, which was in Georgia or South Carolina, which was <clears> the flag <throat> at the point before the government decided to say, oh, yeah, you know, this flag is offensive and we're taking it down. You know, if somebody said, oh, yeah, the American flag is offensive, we're taking it down, does it mean we're going to stop flying the American flag? No, we're going to keep flying it. It's our flag. Yeah, you know, it has meaning flag. behind it. But the Confederate flag is synonymous with a lot of evil shit, though, don't you think? Like slavery and lynching and murder? Uh, I, think, I, I think the communist flag uh, go, surpasses that. Uh, communism kills today. The Confederate flag doesn't. You know, communism kills every day and has since it began. You know, the Confederate flag is minuscule to what, uh, you know, the communist flag means today. You mean so, you mean other countries like China or like what like what are you referring to? 
Well, yeah, uh, countries like China and where the slave labor and it's a uh, communist rule. Uh, you know, someone's flying the hammer sickle. I mean, come on. You know, that, that represents death. And, you know, people want to go against Nazis and equivalent them to genocide and everything with yeah, a, a like, German. Let me, let me just, uh, this, this idiot, Matthew Hembach, Heimbach, he's done some dumb shit at Towson University, Maryland. This is the white student union. He, uh, he, he basically said, like, he wanted to do night patrols of the school's campus to fend off black predators. So Matthew Hambach, um, he uh, was the founder of the White Students Union at Towson University, as you heard me talk about. And all that's in the article that I'll put in the description below about um, the 2013 May Day uh, clashes. Uh, Matthew Heimbach uh, has gained a lot of notoriety in these last few years. Um, you know, he was uh, advertised as the new David Duke, the youthful uh, face of white nationalism, white supremacy. Um, he founded the Traditional Workers Party, um, not about, I think Traditionalist Workers Party was what they were called. Um, not about workers' rights, by the way. It was just another white nationalist uh, organization that was trying to sanitize its image by looking like it was uh, advocating for working class people, uh, which they cynically do all the fucking time. And um, Heimbach, I guess, uh, he was arrested in 2018 on domestic battery charges because he got into a fight with his father-in-law. His father-in-law co-founded TWP, and uh, he was having an affair with his father-in-law's wife. Um, and then Heimbach was also involved in the Charlottesville rallies in 2017 that ended in Heather Hare's death. Well, Whatever when, the fuck uh, that That's like the well, dumbest when, thing. It's not dumb, though, when people have been raped there. And you can't blame, all right, say, I, a white group coming on and saying, okay, we want to protect white students, which are the ones that were being raped or attacked on the campus. I mean, it's not, it's not dumb, and he's not a dumb person for doing that. You know, they're just standing up for their people, you know, just as if, uh, say, a bunch of black girls were getting raped. You know, I would expect the black guys to stand up and do the same thing and form their own little uh, union, you know, and uh, protect the black girls, you know, walk them to their classes. There's nothing wrong with that. That's honorable. That's noble. I mean, what do we what do? Just there? let the girls walk around. No, of course not. Of course not. You call the cops is what you do. Okay. Yeah. How fast, how fast you make, does the you make alliances there? with people? Wait, hang, hang on. But like, I'm trying to, is this, was this really like why he started that? I'm, I'm looking up this other story now. Like, was that really why this Towson guy did that? No, he's been doing, he's been doing the white student union for a long time. You know, this is but just like, one of the issues that, that popped up and they decided to jump on the def defense for but did did he really like was was there rapes happening or did he just kind of bring this up because it doesn't sound like there were rapes happening at this time when when he said this about the black predators? Well, from the report I've seen, there were things going on there, which is why they uh, formed this whole group to you know defend girls going back and forth to class, or else it's not going to pop on the top of their head just to do it just because. Yeah, you know, nobody's just going to think of this thing off off the top of their head and be like, oh yeah, you know, let's just form a group and protect white people. You know, apparently something was going on which, you know, was agitating them to the point where they had to form this group, you know, just for this specific purpose. I mean, if you wait on the cops to get called, you know, somebody's going to be raped ten times before the cops show up, you know, or campus police, which are pretty much mall security guards driving around in a car. You know, I mean, you, you can't knock somebody for defending a person from a yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, what I'm looking at right here is, like, I don't see them mentioning that. It just sort of seems like this is a group that 
to well, I mean they made threats against students and stuff like that. You know, it's like it's it's come on. Well, like, I'm it's, sorry. it's not like it's not you're not going to see in your local media. You know, I mean, shit like that doesn't get reported. Period. You know, I mean, these are people out there on campus that know what's going on. You know, it's not going to be on your local channel eight news or you know whatever channels we get. You know, you're not going to see stuff like that because it's just not reported. You know, I mean, you know, that's just the sad day in fact of the matter. You know, they don't want to demonize black people. If that's the case that's going on there or whatever uh, race is uh, attacking somebody, you know, they just don't do that. And that's fact with the media. It's just the way it goes. You're not going to find, you know, a ton of information on it when you Google it or whatnot on what's actually happening on the campus. So then how did you find out about it? Because I'm I'm just kind of curious. Well, I, I follow uh, Heimbach's sites and everything, you know, and what they do. And, you know, I follow their uh, YouTube videos and see what their ventures are. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious on what their routes are and what's uh, taking them through those routes. You know, so I've uh, read the reports on the uh, White Student Union sites and everything. I can't recall the site offhand. I'm outside right now. I can probably find it on the computer. But, uh, you know, they, they report on the stuff. So this is a situation where uh, a lot of people these days are choosing non-news sources and presenting them as uh, actual objective reporting. Um, this has been an ongoing problem, obviously, even before 2013. And uh, yeah, so this is another example of that. Uh, it's hard to have a conversation with someone when you don't have a uh, agreed upon reality. Anyways, uh, coming up, I'm going to try to learn about this guy, how he came to his white nationalist ideology. Right. So, what's your story? I mean, you don't have to give me any details, but like, where are you from? Like, where do you where are you from? Uh, Connecticut. Okay. So we've had some callers from the white nationalist movement from from Connecticut. Uh, Tyrant Trooper, um, the nurse. You ever heard of these guys? Oh yes. So, yes. are you? What is it about like this region? Are you guys from this? Don't don't tell me the town, but like, are you from like the same region or like what? What is it about Connecticut that's breeding a lot of white nationalists? I'm kind of curious about this. Well, Connecticut, unfortunately, is very uh, liberal ground. It's uh, equivalent to uh, Massachusetts and uh, California. Yeah, it seems like yeah. Whatever, whatever happens in California has a domino effect to Massachusetts and to Connecticut. So we watch what happens on the news in California and pretty much know that that same scenario is going to happen here. If they legalize immigration um, and the illegal immigrants' licenses or whatnot in California, well, we know within a week's time it's going to happen in Connecticut. And before us, it happens in Massachusetts. You know, it's just a domino effect that happens all the time. Yeah, because I, it's, 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 it's a place that's not like, – like I wouldn't think of as – because of like its location in the Northeast, you know, I just don't think of it as, um, you know, I guess like we have that stereotype that these things exist in the South mainly, or in or sort of like in the Midwest or in like places like Montana. Um, so is it just is it where you live? Is it like a mix? Do you live in Connecticut right now? Oh uh, yes. Is it like very white up there, or is it pretty multicultural? Like, how is it up there? It's mixed, but it has its uh, regions of money, we could say, where there are, 
how, how do you say, um, gated communities. Do you live in one of those gated uh, communities? Hell no. Absolutely not. You know, but uh, we do have our gated communities, which are very prevalent here. And, you know, which makes us a liberal state. So, you know, most of us are thrown in a cesspool here to deal with reality and what multiculturalism actually does. And it brings us so, to an awareness. So, what, like, like, what are the things that minorities do to you that have made you so mad and made you oppose them? Well, what they do is they represent their, uh, their culture and their people all the time, everywhere they go. I mean, you'll so see... So how does that harm you? Well, it harms me because when I go out and represent my culture or my community, you know, it's unaccepted in society. And that's not what the First Amendment represents. You know, it's freedom of speech, religion, and belief, you know, which shall not be infringed. But unfortunately, it is on our end. But for everybody else, it doesn't seem like it's uh, infringing their uh, rights or their vocal display of anything but I guess I guess what you're referring to are like kind of pride parades and stuff like that like you know or this Asian celebration day or whatever um I guess I'm I'm like do they do that every day because I doubt like who has the time and energy to do that like every day I'm sure like a lot of them just have shitty jobs and yeah, their families and stuff like that you know I think they're the way that they're representing is that they just have a different skin color I mean well, are they really shoving their culture down your throat? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I when I go down the street, you know, or I go to say the mall, or you know, stop at the gas station, I see uh, gay pride flags and Puerto Rican flags draped across their cars. You know, what I don't see on these vehicles are American flags. You know, I, I thought we were representing America first. That's where we are, right? But it doesn't seem like there is any any type of uh, American pride uh, ideology going along with it. You know, I, I thought this country comes first and everything else as when you fly your flag. You know, the American flag flies high. And anything below it needs to be smaller, you know, and you fly whatever. But they're just flying their flags. And it's like <clears throat> we, we can't go around and fly a Confederate flag in our car or any other type of uh, flag or sticker without our windows getting bashed out or our tires getting slashed, you know, by some liberal. And that, that's unfair, you know. I mean, I'm not going to go flush a liberal tire, you sure. know, because they have a different flag or different uh, sticker on their car. You know, more power to you, but at least fly the American flag while you're going along with it. You know, well, guess number, 10 is, guess number 10 is asking, really, how do you know that? So do you, you know that it's, like, liberals or people slashing your tires? Well, uh, I'm sure it's not a Republican with a gay pride sticker on their car, you know. <clears throat> and. And that's typically not how it goes unless there's uh, oh, someone out of the exception area. You know, I mean, Republicans are Republicans, but the Democrat and the liberal are on the, the other side. Um, I know so what I know from my area. Huh? I said, I know what I know from my area and where I live of what goes on. You know, maybe different other states, and I'm just reporting from my end, you know, on this uh, dialect here. So, I mean, I guess what I'm confused about is, like, when you have a Confederate flag, like, do you have an American flag alongside with it? Absolutely. You do? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? No, that's okay. American history. Okay. Well, I guess the thing is that, like, listen, I'm not I'm not for violence. I, you know, I think I believe in free speech, too. And um, 
I, I don't believe people have a right to bash your car in, even if you have offensive stuff on there. But like, even but even then, like you you got to understand, like the Confederate flag represents something different. Like, there's a body count that's associated with the Confederate flag more so than um more so than like the rainbow flag. There really is. And also, like, and again, I'm not, I'm not for anyone bashing your car in. Of course not. But, like, I guess the, the other thing that I'm a little confused about is, like, why, like, even if you're an American, I, I, feel, I feel like the point of being an American is that we're not required to fly the fucking flag all over the place. You can still be an American and be a proud American by being a good citizen. We're not like, say, uh, communist Russia, Soviet Union, where you're required certain or communist China or North Korea. So why would you why would you advocate that for America? Why does everyone have to have an American flag on there? Uh why wouldn't they? We we do live in America, right? So they should be required to have an American flag on there. That, I'm, I'm not saying that, but but if they're flying one flag, at least fly your fly your country's flag. You know, if you're gonna take the time to put a sticker on your vehicle or a flag on your vehicle and it's of uh some representation of what you believe in, that's fine. You know, but at least put your American flag on there, too. You know, we do live in this country, right? Why do you care, though? Why, how does that affect your life? Uh, because I'm a patriot, and I believe in America. That's why. And I believe that all these so people find the, uh, Apparently, they don't. If they're not flying the American flag, that's something simple. You know, it's a simple concept. You know, you're you take time. So if they have no... Okay, so if a car... I'm just trying to follow your logic. If If a car has no flags on it, no matter, like, it's just blank. You don't really stop and pause. But if they have any sort of flag that's not the American flag, they're required to have the American flag on there as well? No, I, I didn't say they're required to. You know, but it would be logical uh, to do so. If, if you're flying a flag in your car, you're, you're putting a sticker on your car for to be a representative of what you believe in, okay? Whether it be... Uh, uh, what is it, the uh, zombie thing that keeps popping up and the zombie, anti-zombie task force and all this shit, man. You're doing it to be a, to make a political statement in some way or another. You know, you want people to know where you come from and what you're about. So you put a sticker on your vehicle and people look at that sticker and they make their uh, decision on who you are and what you're about, you know, based on what you put on there. So if you see a rainbow flag on there and the equality symbol, well, you know this person's gay or they're a bisexual, gay, transgender supporter. Okay, you're okay. making a statement, sure. but you're not flying your own country's flag, you know. And I don't know. I just, I, I just take it personally. Well then, you know, well then, do you do you think do you think that people should be allowed to criticize the president? Because he's the American president. Well, it's free speech, right? You, you do whatever you want. But then you're not you being know? patriotic. Well, you're not being patriotic, and and also you just now said you do whatever you want, so people have a right to not fly the flag if they don't feel like it. I didn't say they have to. You don't. That's just my personal thing. But you, you no. are saying that they're less of a patriot, and I, I disagree with you. They might be very. They might have served this country. You don't know. I didn't say, that. I didn't say they're less of a patriot. You know, again, yeah, you I, said did. It, I, I said it's my personal thing that if they're going to fly one flag, they should fly our flag. That's what I believe in. All right. Well. Okay. No. No. I mean, like, look, I, I, I get what you're. I just, I guess, I'm addressing your viewpoint, and I disagree with it. That's all. And that's fine. Um, so this is, again, another instance where um, this is an ongoing theme. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, it's an ongoing theme that I dealt with when I was doing the hate project um, where 
I would ask people uh, what another group has done to them and like how they harm them or disenfranchise them. And there's never a good answer. It's just basically, especially in you're hearing it in this conversation, it's just the fact that they exist alongside uh, white people as equals without being apologetic. Like, I mean, his sort of push for people from uh, people, especially people from other countries, from other cultures to display the American flag first and foremost. Um, it's a way of them of basically making people uh, prove their Americanness, which we don't do with white Americans. Guest number four, are you are you uh, a member of uh, one of these uh, groups here? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a member of anything. You're just you're just, just independently racist. Independent? No. <laughs> well, why, why do you? Yeah, independently racist, and I'm not laughing with you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that being a patriot is uh, being racist because I love my I, country. No, that, that's not why I was saying it. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I, 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 uh, the Confederate flag and all that stuff. I just think it's funny. Um, uh, well, look, you, look, man, the show's meant to be entertaining. Do you, do you find the, the communist flag being flown at May Day our rally funny? I would, I, I would hope so. Yeah, all. yeah, I guess it is funny because it's. I think fanaticism of any sort is funny, and it makes me laugh. That's why I was trying to play that sketch earlier, and it didn't work. Because V-Motion sucks. Let me see. I'm just going to try it one more time, actually. Um, no, so you're not a member of a group. Um, do you, But you do... Um, let's see we go. Do you, uh, do you sympathize with the white nationalist groups up there? Absolutely. I believe in having pride of any... Uh... Uh, religion or origin or faith or folk is, you know, a good thing. I mean, if everybody else could do it, why can't white people do it? No, I, I think I think everybody should be proud of who they are. And I, but but like, and I asked somebody about this a few weeks ago, and when I, I keep hearing that, like, oh, white people are not allowed to have parades, but like we have the St. Patty's Day, we have like Irish celebrations, German celebration, Italian, we have Italian neighborhoods. You know, like any any major city, I've lived in a few of them now. Always has like the the Irish neighborhood, the Italian neighborhood. So, like, I mean, I guess, like, I get I get a little confused. It's like, what does white mean? Well, and, what does gay mean? You know, if gay people having a gay pride parade or this Puerto Rican pride parade, what does that mean? What do you mean? It means that they're proud to be gay and they're they're stepping out and expressing that. Okay, so if white people have a parade, same deal. That's the answer to your question. You're asking why. Well, but they have they have Irish, like St. Patrick's Day, Irish Pride, you know, Italian celebrations, uh, uh, German celebrations like Oktoberfest. So they they are okay. white people and, are celebrating Pride. Yes, and black people show up to the Irish Day Parade and you know wear green shirts. Um, you know, gay people show up to the uh, German Fest or whatever you were talking about, you know, same deal, you know, but when it comes to like a specifically strictly white nationalist uh, pride day, you know, that, that's a different, uh, a different uh, angle and aspect from what's but going because, on. Well, let me, let me, okay. So you're, you're advocating for like a parade or some sort of like celebration day that nobody else can celebrate. Is that what you're saying? Well, what do you mean? Nobody else could celebrate. I mean, if a black person wants to celebrate white pride, well, more power to you. Have fun with that. You know that's that's your prerogative. That's your agenda. You know but because that's well, you I I just basically said um, that you know white European 
that we have plenty of those European white celebrations in this country and all over the world too. We have plenty of everything everywhere all over the world. You know, this is just from a white nationalist perspective, this is our piece. You know, everybody, but, everybody has their piece, you know, and their say. I guess I'm, I'm a little confused as to this victimhood of like, oh, well, white people can't do this and meh, meh, meh. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused by it, to be perfectly honest. Not to be confused about it. I mean, a bunch of white people get out and want to say, hey, we're proud to be white. You know, it's deemed a racist rally and people get attacked, you know, by Antifa or ARA or AFA. Yeah, I've been trying to get some of them on my show, actually. If you know, do you know them? Do you know them? You have, well, you I know, any? I know, I know them from the area, but not personally. We're not on a fucking uh, phone number basis. Okay, you know? so you, you guys don't have a beer after you you guys fight at your? <laughs> no, definitely not, man. You know, I'm not I'm not going to side with the the enemy there. You know? I mean, we are logical people. We don't go out there and like uh, with Matt Heimbach and White Student Union showing up in uh, FDC. They weren't going there for a fight. They went there to. Uh, uh, fly their flags and represent what they were standing for on Workers' Day and got attacked by Antifa and ARA and AFA and the commies. You know, we're not aggressors. We don't go out there looking for violence. You know, so you violence are, you, comes you, us. You, you, don't, you don't believe in, um, you don't believe in violence as, as a tactic at all, right? Uh, no. What does that solve, man? I'm, I'm not here to hurt people. You know, what, okay. what does that solve? That doesn't make my message any stronger. It weakens sure. my message. You know? But, of course, being uh, deemed a white nationalist, of course, people are like, oh, yeah, you're violent. From We're not. You know, we're not. I mean, you know, look at the videos on YouTube. You know, type in uh, any ARA, uh, neo-Nazi rally, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's all AFA, Antifa, you know, attacking white nationalists. We're not the aggressors on videos going on attacking anybody because we don't do that. And I actually right. listened to a show uh, the other day. It was um, the NSF. M show, I believe, and they had uh, Daryl Jenkins from One People's Project on. Yeah, of course. I've been trying to get him on my yeah. show, yeah. Oh, you can get him easily. Go to his website, uh, at OPP. He's got a phone hey. number there. He'll, he'll jump on, uh, uh, no problems. You know, and I was listening to their show and everything. And um, same deal. You know, we're expressing that we're nonviolent. And he's like, well, you know, we write our, uh, write our page directed to white nationalists, and, you know, you're violent. It's like, where do you find violence from us, man? And he even said on the show, and you can listen to the archives, that, well, yeah, I know when you guys do your rallies and everything, you guys aren't violent, you're not aggressive. And that, that was from his mouth, you know, that we're not aggressive and we're not violent, you know, mm-hmm. and that the violence comes to us. And it's like, you know, we're trying to ask him, and well, not we, but, you know, the NSFM, we're trying to ask him, like, well, you know, why do your people attack us? And he's like, well, that's just the way it is. You know, we're allowed to attack people. It's like, okay, so you're about violence then. You know, we're not, but you are. And that's okay. But you're not getting called out for being a violent uh, aggressor, agitator, or trying to just attack people based on the belief. You know, we don't do that, man. We don't. That's not our prerogative. You know, violence solves nothing. But we're being labeled as violent people. When's the last violent uh, attack you've seen from the white nationalist movement? You get some uh, Jerry Springer redneck that pops up that gets equivalent to the movement. That isn't us, but he's like the number one like hierarchy of the movement. When he's not, he never was, never will be. Nobody even knows this guy's name, but yeah, he's being associated to every group on the planet. 
it, no, that's just not our people. It's not what we believe in, and it's not what we stand for. No, we just stand for you know our rights, our belief, our ideology, and we don't advocate people to go out there and commit violent acts because it solves nothing. But yet we we can't um, refute that uh, media rhetoric that comes at us that says that that's who we are. So to that claim that white nationalists are not the violent ones, uh, the Poway, California synagogue shooting, the Christchurch, New Zealand mosque shooting, Tree of Life, Charlottesville, uh, many other more individual hate crimes that have been happening. Um, I could go on and on, but um, you probably get the point. Um, Also, um, as you recall, I asked him if he belonged to a white nationalist or any sort of like, you know, neo-Nazi group or, you know, white supremacist, white nationalist group. And he said he didn't. But he keeps saying the word we when we go out there, when we say this, when we do that. He keeps using the collective we for some reason. You know, I mean, how do we how do we uh, diffuse that? We can't. You know, they control the media. So anything we say and anything we do, you know, we're just. You know, we're trying to climb up the ladder, but we get, uh, you know, we're we're down a few rungs because of uh, the way the media portrays us. You know, well, we actually, good... um, actually, um, somebody is writing, and this is a good, and I've talked about this with other people. Guest number thirteen is writing. What about Wade Michael Page? And he's right, and and uh, he's writing about what about Holly Grigs- Grigsby and Joey Peters- Peterson. It's true, Wade Michael, like, that that happened last year, and there's been hate crimes. Even like after this, uh, after it was revealed that these guys, uh, this Boston Marathon bombing, you know, um, it, it, brown people got attacked anyway. And and well, yeah, this, this couple, Collie Grigsby and Joey and Joey Peterson. So it's false. I mean, to say you're you're not associated with a specific movement, but you're saying we don't advocate violence, we don't do this, we don't do that. But it's like the movement does breed violence. Well, you take one bad apple out of the, out of the bunch. And again, it's equivalent to the whole movement itself. That's not us. Nobody knows this uh, Wade Michael Page. You know, nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah, he was uh, snapped in a photo, and they keep posting that same photo. You know, but nobody I know knows this guy. You know, he has no links to any organization or group to try and tag him to blood and honor, uh, combat 18, uh, hammer skins. But, you know, all these guys, like, we don't know this fucking guy. You know, so the media says that, you know, he's one of us, apparently. Well, but, but he's, he's not. So, uh, this is what happens. Um, whenever you bring up actual violence from white nationalists, uh, these guys always do this. They make the bad apple argument. Well, it's just one guy. Why are you uh, besmirching the rest of us because of this one bad guy? Isn't that what racists do that you accuse racists of doing? So you're the real racist. You know, they always do that. It's one bad individual. Even though if you just look at the pattern of a lot of the violence, especially the violence that's been happening in these last couple of years, even, uh, you see a pattern. You see that they're consuming these same media. You're, they're consuming a lot of these same far-right figureheads right now. There is an ecosystem, even if these could be... Um, if you look at the attacks alone, okay, you could make an argument that these are often lone wolf attacks, but these lone wolves are being bred in a particular ecosystem of media, of uh, of groups. So, I mean, to just say that, you know, we must, when there's this ideology that Western civilization is under attack, uh, these folks over here are attacking us, we must defend, we must defend, we must defend, and then all of a sudden when somebody's like, I got to defend by killing 
these other innocent people who uh, you deemed as a threat. Everybody's like, oh, hands are clean. Uh, that that guy. I don't I don't know that guy. It's so fucking cowardly. So uh, for an example, uh, the man, the young man who shot and killed six Muslim men in a Quebec City mosque shooting in 2017, he was an obsessive follower of Ben Shapiro who puts out anti-Muslim, anti-Arab, you know, statements all the fucking time. He puts out propaganda, basically. He was also a follower of Richard Spencer and Alex Jones and Paul Joseph Watson and David Duke and people like that. Um, The Poway, California shooter, the Christchurch shooter, uh, very much prominent on 4chan and 8chan, and they geared their massacre towards... Uh, you know, basically being a performance for those folks on 4chan and 8chan, uh, using a lot of the lingo and the memes from that those uh, two cesspools. Gab AI, the free speech zone, um, which is basically um, Nazi Twitter. Um, they, the guy who carried out the Tree of Life massacre, um, he was very much an active participant on Gab.ai. Uh, where a lot of neo-Nazis and a lot of hate groups, a lot of hate mongers uh, congregate. So uh, anyways, these lone wolves are actually being raised in a specific uh, ecosystem. That's my point. Well, like wasn't, but he was, he was in that hate, he was in the movement, the hate music, right? Well, that's what they're saying, but nobody knows this guy. He is just a ghost. On that end, avoid nationalism. Nobody knows where yeah, this guy came from or anything about him. Yeah, but uh, it, uh, don't you think that people just are distancing themselves from him out of convenience more so than like, oh, we don't know who he is? No, they're distan- distancing themselves from this guy because that's not what we believe in. You know, even if it walks in the temple and just shoots up people, man, that's a fucking coward. All right. Yeah. Again, that that does nothing for the cause that we believe in. All right, this guy is a wacko, you know, and just if anything, he's a detriment to the movement of white nationalism, you know, and just hurts us in our play to, uh, you know, what we believe in. So, what, like, what are your? I, I'm I'm always confused. Like, you, people say like they say like these vague things, and this and guess number thirteen is kind of uh, dead on on this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's writing, Wade was an active participant in white music festivities, festivales, was in his own white power band, and an active Stormfront member. Um, what, what's question, a Stormfront member? What's a Stormfront member? Stormfront's a form. You know, right. it's not a member, membership thing. It's a collective of people coming on there, you know, probably majority feds, if anything. You know, it, it's not an actual organization. That's just a form, you know, for of a collective uh, ideology. You know, just because somebody was part of uh, Stormfront doesn't mean they are an active member of the uh, nationalist movement. You know, there's many people on there that have a lot of things to say, a lot of asinine things to say. You know, I don't don't like Stormfront. I won't go there. You know, it's too big and it's just too confusing. And there's just a lot of shit being talked on there. Not my thing. You know, so that doesn't make him a prominent member of the the, uh, nationalist movement itself. Hmm. Okay, well, all right. Let's see, what we got here. Do you, hey, guys, does anyone is that band that he was in? Did they break up after he died? Like, like Nirvana? Anyone out there? No. Well, I wish I wish he would have uh, pulled a Nirvana and just killed himself. 
you know, before he did what he did, because that's not, again, what we do. we don't believe in that shit, man. You know, attacking innocent people, man. You know, just attacking the congregation. Not with the the white nationalist movement about whatsoever. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, like, what what brought you to this ideology? Because, it, like, were you did something happen to you? Did you have an interaction with somebody? I'm always kind of curious as to how you were brought to this ideology and became devout about it. Uh, I guess you could say for the fact that I see everybody else uh, represent their people. I mean, I grew up in uh, two riots, which was the uh, O.J. Simpson riot and the uh, Rodney King riot. So, were you uh, in L.A.? Were you in Los Angeles at the time for that Rodney King no, riot? No, but no, but it freaking uh, spread across the country. You know, I was in school at the time, and it just it hit like a plague. You know, I I think this is actually uh, predates uh, cell phone text and all that shit. Yeah, I, me- I remember them. I mean, I grew up in Texas, and I was there at the time when when it happened. Yeah, so it predates like the phones and texts or whatnot. I think actually we had pagers at that point, where we, which we use numeric codes to uh, let people know what's going on, or just update people on like something serious. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 kind of forced people into a decision uh, to fight for yourself or get uh, ambushed and just beaten up on, you know, by aggressive uh, blacks that were. Um, but but like uh, taking the LA riots for for instance, I'm kind of confused. Like they they were kind of confined to their own neighborhood, and and a lot of a lot of that neighbor like what a lot of what happened was, um, was like in their own neighborhood, and it was in response to an event. It wasn't just I'm going to go out and burn things down. And you had the Reginald Denny. Um, issue that was a big problem, and that was an evil thing that happened to that man. But um, but it wasn't like this this kind of like attack, this war against white people, though. So I'm kind of confused. Is, how is I'm kinda it con- I'm kind of confused as to uh, how you came to the conclusion from the LA riots that oh, white people are under attack when. A lot of violence happened within that neighborhood and didn't even spill over to white neighborhoods. Well, I don't know what town you were living in or what state you were living in, but I know it spilled over here both times with the uh, Rodney King and the O.J. Simpson uh, ordeal. And in Connecticut? Our, oh, absolutely. You mm, know, they okay. shut down our schools, man. You know, we had to get escorted by our parents back home, you know, due to the violence and uh, the upsurge. So, you know, maybe maybe some areas... Uh, weren't affected like we were, but we were definitely hit. And in situations like that, you know, it brings the attention of what's really going on. You know, when there's uh, moms of blacks just walking out, uh, leaving school, and joining up. And like I said, I was youth then. You know, these are uh, 12, 13-year-olds just walking out of school, joining up for a mission, you know, against white people. You know, right. um, you know, people that were, you know, known whites in uh, predominantly mixed neighborhoods. Their vehicles were uh, attacked, you know, whether it was a uh, window smash out, tires slashed, the front windows of the houses were bashed out. You know, there were just mobs going around. I could not find any evidence of this. Uh, I looked it up again when I was recording this podcast. I could not find any evidence of uh, targeted uh, hate crimes against white people in Connecticut. Of course, if you, dear listener, have any evidence, please send it my way. And okay. it, gives you re- it gives you a reality check, man, you know of where you live and, you know, what's really going on. You know, then you had, like, say, uh, in 92, you had uh, Ruby Ridge go down. And uh, uh, proceeding that, you had uh, Waco, 
you know, things like yeah. that, those were, again, attacks on, you know, whites. And it's like, you know, we learned well, that. Wake, we're, what's that? But, but Waco was an attack by the government on whites. It wasn't an attack from any other culture. Yeah, it, it wasn't a racial uh, aspect on it. You know, but again, there's a white congregation mm-hmm. being taken down for having ideology. They had the Confederate flag flying, you know, which we all thought had something to do with it. You know, that they deemed it a racial organization when it wasn't. You know, it was a church congregation, you know. And they had their ideas, you know. I'm not down with all of them, you know, but I respect the fact that they were doing their thing. They had a religion and belief, you know, but definitely not down with all their uh, ideas, period. But, I mean, with, like, Ruby Ridge or whatnot, you know, again, a white separatist family that just wanted to be left alone being attacked by the government, you know, and things like that, you know, that brings racial awareness, you know, to what's going on. And, you know, that was actually... I believe, I think I was watching CNN at the time, you know, when they were doing nonstop coverage, you know, of what was going on. And then we found out that uh, Vicky was shot, you know, and that Sammy was killed. You know, I mean, things like that, man. Then you heard that Kevin Harris was shot and Randy was shot, you know, and they were trying to avoid the situation at hand. You know, it just, it, it reality checks you, you know, of the government's power, you know, and, you know, their attack on uh, white nationalism and, you know, having white national nationalist ideologies and, you know, beliefs, you know, that, that hits home. You know, if you're not white nationalist, it's not going to bother you, you know, that somebody's getting shot up on a, on a compound or, you know, on some ridge in, uh, what is it, uh, Ruby Ridge or Ruby Creek, they called it. Right. <clears throat> well, uh, do you, do you ever, do you have interactions with people of other races or, or um, cultures in general? Well, yeah, I have to go to work, so of course I do. Do they know yeah, about your not. viewpoints? Do they know about your viewpoints, or do you keep that to yourself there? No, I'm I'm pretty open with it, you know, but I'm cool about it. I'm not going to be a dick about what I believe in, you know, but I'm not going to be a coward about it either, you know. Okay. People know where I come from, but I don't disrespect them, so it's a, it's like one of those prison, uh, prison mentalities, you know. You give respect, you get respect. You know, you disrespect, you get disrespected. Okay, well... I kind of like the reason I'm out. <laughs> the reason I'm not in prison is that I don't want to. Uh, I, the reason I like being out of prison is that it's not like prison, folks. Right? Um, well, like, w- like, what kind of? If you don't mind my asking, what line of work are you in? Don't don't give uh, me construction. Okay. Construction. Okay. So, um, and you're pretty open about your beliefs and all that. Um, is it hard for you to deal with uh, other people at your job? Not at all, because it, because it's not about being uh, it's not about any color there. The only color that matters on the job site is green, and that's the paycheck. You know, to support my family. You know, and I'll right. pay my bills. You know, I'm not I'm not going there to be a racial representative. You know, but I will openly uh, have a dialogue with people if they want to converse about what I believe in. If the, if the situation arises and there needs to be a conversation about it on the job site, you know, it's no problem with that. But I don't go out there and, you know, fly a flag out there and, you know, bring attention to myself. I'm just going out there to make money, you know, to pay my bills like everybody else does. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, what was my other question? So does your family share in your values and viewpoints? No. Who does, you know? I mean, yeah, what, like, what, I mean, I mean what, like your parents and your siblings. Uh, no. no, not at all. You know, I don't enforce my views upon them either. 
you know, if they believe in what I believe in, fine. If they don't, then, well, you know, that's their freedom of belief, religion, speech, First Amendment. You know, I respect that to the fullest. So they didn't raise you like this, and um, <clears throat> does it make it hard for you when you visit your family, or do you just sort of, like, keep it to yourself? No, I wasn't raised like it. But uh, I'm respected, you know, by them because I, I just don't push my ideology on them. Again, you know, as in with the uh, work machine, you know, if it comes up, we talk about it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I'm not coming out here to recruit my family or people around me, you know, that I'm yeah. associating with. You know, I'm just who I am. You know, if you're on board, you're on board. If you're not, you're not. You know, that's fine. Right. I'm, I'm cool being myself, you know. Okay. Well, so I guess my my other question is, um, guys, my chat, uh, we're at the point in the show where my chat is slowing down, so if I'm missing your comments... Don't get offended. Um, uh, what was my other question? Oh yes, um, and your own—you said that you—you have a family of your own, right? Yes. And do they share? Are you raising them with these values? I I will let them uh, find their own values. You know, okay. Again, I'm not I'm not here to enforce my policy or my ideology on anybody. You know what they come up with is what they come up with. If they believe in what I believe in, cool. If they don't. You know, right. Does uh, um, it, it's like being baptized in Christianity, you know, at birth, and being raised a Catholic or whatnot. You know, you don't have a choice in that, and it should be your choice. You know, sure. nobody should enforce religion on you and say, oh yeah, you need to be uh, dunked in holy water and you know eat eat the bread and drink the wine of Christ. You know, if that's not your thing, you know, you you come up to your own realization of who you want to be and what you're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I can agree with can agree with you on that one. Um, so, and you were mentioning like you know you support your rates. Like, what are like what are some of the goals that you have in supporting your rates? Because that's a really vague sentiment. Like what like what are some actions you're you're taking that are nonviolent? Well, well goal wise, I guess uh, we would enforce the. Uh, community aspect of uh, involving themselves in the community, you okay. know, being a positive influence, whether it be volunteering or, you know, whatnot, or community groups. Um, you know, obviously encouraging people to go to work and not live off society and be a leech. You know, sure. being, a, being a working class individual and, you know, having some pride in your life and not just getting freebies and handouts, you know, fraternity, you know, because there's no nobleness in that. Um, you know, obviously being uh, proud of your uh, culture and heritage, you know, which would be number one, uh, by all means. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just simple goals. I mean, we don't ask much as uh, white nationalists. You know, we're we're just here doing our thing. We're human beings like everybody else. You know, I mean, we just, I don't know, how do you say it, man? We're just regular people. You know, we, we try to make the best of uh, who we are with our, with our uh, pride, ideology, culture, heritage, our you know, and just encourage others to be uh, civil human beings, you know, avoid the violence and nonsense, you know, that comes mm-hmm. along with the tag of being a white nationalist and just be a respectable uh, person in society. Yeah, simple. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just letting people know this. Uh, my this chat, my chat here crapped out on me. I had to uh, refresh it. So if you have any comments, I see Albert's 111 WTF is the truth with Mark Marin. Oh no, WTF is the truth. Rumple shit skin. Clever name. Guest number 10, 14, 5, and 7. So I had to refresh here, so uh, I'm just going to 
Do a little yeah, that's all yeah. for you, man. If you stop talking, if you stop talking on chat, chat you for like a minute, your chat freezes up and jams up, and you gotta restart your computer and all that nonsense. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. That's something I hate, guys. Huh? Anyone? Anybody? There you go. Thanks, Guest Five, for that insight. There you go. Look at these guys. Delightful. So, like, what? Okay, so, um. All right, well, uh, guest number four, thanks for calling in. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No, that's it, man. I just wanted to give a basic rundown of what we got going on here and try to shed new light, you know, if somebody looks at us like we're, uh, uh, tyrants there or whatnot. You know, okay. I mean, just answer basic I mean, questions. I'll be real, man. Like, I'm still not, I'm still not entirely, like, convinced that it's that innocent as you guys make it out to be because. I think with a lot of other pride groups, these groups have faced like real like suppression in this country, and it's a way of having a voice out there that was not there before. And um, I think often like the white groups, they tend to white pride in relation to other people, as in like we're putting other people under us. That's that's what I've kind of seen, and that's what I've experienced. Well, well that's what you're looking at. I mean. You know, take it from a different well, perspective. I mean, the, the groups that are uh, being a detriment, man, you know, if you're focusing on them, you're going to see bad shit. But if you focus on the groups that are doing good things, you know, you're going to see a different uh, point of view and different light. I mean, all right, say a pride group, like, uh, what is it called, Bashback? You know, What's they it called? attack uh, uh, Bashback. I think I actually think they're called Bash, but I believe they go by Bashback. And they mm-hmm. are a gay pride organization that yeah. are... Uh, pretty much hate-filled mongers. They go to uh, Christian congregations. They pull fire alarms. They uh, throw condoms at the uh, congregants, which are usually like 60, 70, 80-year-old people. Uh-huh. Uh, throw flyers in their faces. And, uh, you know, trying to represent their cause. Well, you know, those are haters right there. Those are hate mongers. You know, they're attacking people, you know, especially the innocent old people. I mean, come on. You know, you need to really uh, pull a fire alarm and scare people and throw condoms at their faces for being a, a uh, at their mask that does this for homosexuality. You know, they don't believe in homosexuality. You know, that's that's their prerogative. But because you do believe in it, it doesn't mean you can go attack people. And it's like a white nationalist doesn't agree with something. You know, they're not going to go out there and gather up in a, in a mass and, you know, attack people, you know, and slam flyers in their face and throw swastikas, you know, at them. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not for the groups that go out of their way to attack another crew of people that's not attacking them at the moment. I thought Bashback was more like they defend, you know, they go to clubs and defend gays who are getting bashed. No, no, they're very, they're a very advocate group that uh, goes out there and you know posts YouTube videos of their attacks on people. You know, and they they like that uh, video of their congregation attack where they attack a bunch of like 80 year old people. You know, and scare them to death, man. I mean, you know, they get charged with uh, killing somebody if someone has a heart attack in the congregation. You know, but they don't care. You know, they're out to make a mark. I mean, yeah, you have you have radical groups of any race, gender, or ideology. You know, that's fact. You know, we're not those people. You know, so again, there are good, there are good eggs and there are bad eggs in the bunch, or in the dozen. You know, I'm just saying, I'm from a different aspect of it and trying to represent the uh, good part of the good part of the dozen, you know, but yes, there are bad, and we condemn them, we don't, we can't stand that shit, and never will, we won't stand by them or stand for them, 
All right. Okay. Well, um, all right, uh, guest number four, thanks for calling in. Uh, no all right, take it easy. So I didn't know much about Bash back um, back then when he was talking about this. So I will post an article about this particular incident that he's describing in the description below. And um, so, yes, uh, it is true that these folks at Bashback did interrupt a church service. But according to this article that you can see in the description, um, this church was really putting out a bunch of hate propaganda against LGBTQ folks, um, like really just going out of their way of spreading just hate speech, hate propaganda. And um, as we've been discussing, uh, you know, it creates an ecosystem where real violence occurs. So um, I kind of uh, would say like, and again, you hear me talking like, well, I don't condone interrupting people or bothering people, but um, this church can't just push out hate speech and then expect nothing back in return because when you put out that sort of propaganda, you are encroaching on somebody else's freedom as well. So for those folks to come to your church service and interrupt it, it's actually kind of mild. And the reason I say that is that hate propaganda of any sort, uh, the goal of it is to dehumanize a group of people. And that's it. Uh, it makes it uh, easier. It makes it okay to take away their rights. It e makes it easier to um, inspire people to commit violence against them. So... Um, if you put that out there, don't complain when people say something back to you, even in your own home. Oh my gosh, guest number fourteen, you missed uh, a couple weeks ago. I did. I might do it again tonight. I'm sorry, getting late. Uh, I did a dramatic rendition of uh, the Brad Paisley song "Accidentally Racist," and you know what? I'm going to put that offer again. Nobody took it up. I'm going to. I'm going to put this offer. You can call in, and we can do. A dramatic rendition of Accidental Racist as if it was a scene where you, caller, would play the LL Cool J role. Anybody? Huh? I think I sold it. I'm just a white man from the heartland. Really just... The most offensively bad songs ever. All right, guys. Jeez. Oh, I hate my computer so much. Do what, man? Oh, the yellow. Cool. Which one? Which lyrics were worse on that one? Jeez. Albert Eleven. Who was LL Cool J? I can't do it. Test for fourteen is writing. I can't do what I want. LL Cool J be waterboarded for that. <laughs> oh, fun times we have here, guys. Oh, who who's LL Cool J? Come on, what country do you live in? You're not American. Just a lot. Here, let me just uh, educate this guy. Don't you watch NCIS? Oh, he was also a rapper. He was also a... You have to listen to nigger music to me, American? What? 
You know, your your guys, your your hatred and ignorance blinds your logic sometimes. I'm just just putting that out there. Sorry, guys. It's just let's see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I can't believe you get. How do you not know LL Cool J? Oh, this is a good topic. Guest number 14 is writing, Guest 5, you do listen to black music, even country, which is true, actually. Good point. Um, a lot of, yeah, they have roots in black music, country, rock and roll. You study the history of it, man. Study your history, brah. I need to eat some food. That's what I hate. I just hate my hunger. Guess number 14 is writing, unless you play classical 24-7, it's from black music. That's true. I mean, if you ever study the roots of all these music, it all comes from the blues. It all comes from rural, rural blues music. R&B. Country comes from gut bucket blues. I like you, Guest 14. If anyone else wants to call in, uh, you're more than welcome to. Um, can have a discussion, an honest discussion about how you feel and why you feel. I, I did not know about these Connecticut riots that uh, Guest Number 4 was talking about. Can anyone substantiate that? Like, Because I, I had an experience of somebody kind of saying something, and I, I looked. I'm not going to call the guy a liar. Somebody was like claiming this like sort of weird riot that he was involved in that didn't happen. But I mean, I'm not calling the guy a, a liar though. But uh, yeah, anyone can call in at this point. Uh, Albert one 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 WTF is the truth. Guess ten, guess fourteen. We spoke to guess four, guess five, and guess seven. Yeah, Chuck of Vancouver, how are you? You keep you can you can hang out at the show, man, and you can call in if you want. I'm not targeting you. <laughs> oh, I, I kid here. Um, yeah, call in. I don't know if you know much about the show. Um, and so, um, guess number five is written. You need people to call in because obviously you can't come up with your own shit to talk about. You need someone to talk to you. No, I don't. I like to have conversations with people. So I was doing guess four. You not get this, you, you motherfucker? Motherfucker! Guess number ten is asking, where's Dragon? Well, good news. Hey, Dragon, how are you? You there? I'm doing great, man. Yes, I'm here. Good, good. Oh, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, just trying to instigate hate. That's all I'm trying to do. Wow. On, on, on a peaceful level. Yeah, okay. Black, black. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even if... Well, uh, yeah, hey, just doing this show called The Hate Project. Really? When you start yeah. that? Ugh. Too long, too long ago. I keep having a Chuck of Vancouver 
checking in here, and then he leaves. Some, if someone's a friend yeah. of him, <clears throat> he, he he hops from show to show in between his own shows. What else is on yeah. right now in this fucking yeah. thing now? He has a yeah. lot of issues. Yeah, he's a targeted individual, right? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot of people watching him and messing with his life. Yeah, we've. I, I swear, man, talk sh- talk shoe is like all it is is targeted individuals and bigots. And and, and 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 black preaching shows. There's a shitload of those. Yeah, I need to like, I need to make some alliances with those guys. Those guys need to get on my show. Yeah, but you, they would never shut up though. Well, yeah, as if as if the fucking white supremacists on this show never shut up. Jeez, you fucking kidding me? Have you ever, like you've heard the show before, haven't you? Like it's fucking. Have I heard of hate, hate project. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I've heard about it. Remember Martin Linstead? Oh god. You Logan know, I've Hunter. Never heard him talk before. Logan Hunter. Yeah. Yes, I've heard his name pop up a few times, but I've never never listened to any of. You didn't listen to the interviews I did. No, I usually usually get home late anyway, so it's time to. It's the only late show on. Did you have a fucking um? Did you uh, have a, a rally tonight or a meeting with your with your uh, brethren? No, no, it was just same old, same old, uh, same old, you know, same old work day. You you work late hours. Well, it just depends on what all I have to do. It's just I have a long drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we are having a, a rally pretty soon. I think, wow. I think it's this month. This month or next month. I can't remember exactly. Wow. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's supposed to be pretty big. It's supposed to be a pretty big turnout. So, um, like 10 people maybe? Oh, no. Shit, there's more than that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so uh, wait. Uh, Albert one 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 is saying most TIs have been killed, and there are more on that their list. Well, here's my question, Al- Albert. Are you a, are you a TI? So just uh, I've talked about this on this podcast. You may have heard me. Uh, a TI is a targeted individual, and um, it's basically a self designation. People label themselves targeted individuals because they believe that they're being pursued by the government. They believe they're being harassed by the government uh, through electronic means or real life means. Um, it's a very paranoid worldview. It's sort of though overlaps with the Alex Jones realm of the far right, the conspiracy theory realm of the far right of people who are not really being targeted, but they have uh, got it in their head that they are under attack by their own government, uh, by, you know, this sort of elite global conspiracy. Um, so talk show is just full of white nationalist radio and targeted individual radio. Um, these two groups, while um, they may break apart a little bit on, you know, the race thing, uh, that overlap is definitely there. And we're seeing that overlap on the far right of conspiracy theorists like the QAnon type people and uh, neo-Nazis. So that's what's happening. No, uh, whatever. Uh, it's time for that. And so, Albert, you are a TI and... 
And you've been saying a lot of bigoted things throughout my uh, throughout the chat here. So um, how come they haven't uh, gotten you yet? You're just you're too wily. You just, you just duck and move. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of your. Come on. All right, whatever. Um, why am I why am I doing this? Okay, so uh, Dragon, did you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Yesterday? Uh, I didn't I didn't celebrate it, but I did go eat Mexican food because that's the only thing that was open. All right. And once again... Hey, 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 answer me. You know, you know, I know that I'm I'm trying to get up there in age, but will you explain to me the whole corona in the margarita upside-down thing? I, I can't figure that one out. Uh, is that just I, extra, I, extra, extra alcohol? Is that just all it is, or...? You know what? I don't. I don't drink it, so I, I don't know. Corona upside down margarita. Well, they they got no. They have the margarita, but then they have one of those small coronas like sticking into the margarita. You know, with the with the you know the spout part sticking in the margarita. But I can't figure that one out. I don't know if it tastes good or or what. What? It kind of kind of defeats the flavor of the margarita. You know what? I don't. You were mentioning that you're getting up in age. I, I don't think that many young people drink this shitty drink. It sounds horrible. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it was kind of funny seeing all the younger parents drinking this, you know, massive margarita with a beer in it, with a damn five-year-old sitting next to him. Yeah. So Imperial Creeper is writing. HP, will you please tell Dragon to call me? Why are you? T- what am I a messenger? What you? You call him. All right, Dragon, do you see that chat there? This fucking guy is, wants you to call him. No, I'm on my phone. Okay, sorry. All right, sorry, Who Imperial. I, I just snapped at you. Imperial Bleeper, UKA, is right. <clears throat> okay. HP. All right. Yeah, be what sure time, to call him. What time do you want me to call? Oh, God. All right, what time do you want him to call? Imperial. Jeez. I think for an imperialist, you'd you'd figure this out. Get your shine box HP tracking guy. You. And he says anytime tomorrow. I'm sure no. I'm I'm sure this guy doesn't have a big schedule tomorrow. Tell him. Imperial. Tell him to call me now. Actually, uh, actually, actually, the uh, Imperial Clipper has actually a very heartfelt job. Heartfelt job. What does that mean? The the, the job that he does. I, I wish I could do. Wish I had the time to do it, but of course I don't. But I, I would trade my job for his job. What's his job? Don't he works the... with animals. He works with animals. Only white animals, though. Yeah, works with animals. But just just white animals, right? Uh, you know, I don't think they have a. I don't think there's a whites-only sign at the at the door. I think they take any color of animal. Oh wow. So like dark skinned uh dark furred dogs. He's not like hey, he, No, he's they might like, they might have the they might have the, they might have the, the black animals come in through the back door, but I'm sure they don't they don't turn them away. Ooh, brother. Dragon with another zinger here. <laughs> you think there's a there's a whites only uh, water bowl? That'd be pretty funny. Oh well, hey, you got a you got another uh you got another fucking uh comedy bit here. So uh, let's see. Uh, guest number fourteen is writing HP. Have you talked about Asata Shakur? Huh? Okay. Um, HP. Have you talked about Asata Shakur? I have not actually. Um, 
I don't know much about it. So if you don't want to, if you want to call in and talk about it, you're more than welcome to. I'm kind of curious about about what that's all about, actually. So, um, or if you want to write in the chat here, if you want to talk about it here in the chat, what are you doing over there on your end? The noise. All right. Jeez. Romper room. And a Tokoloshe Momser. Tokolosh Momser. You're more than welcome to call in as well. Herping. What are. Dragon, what are you doing over there? Jesus. Just blowing my nose. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right, so I guess number 14 is writing, I can't, I'm ignorant, but I admit you idiots won't. Um, let's see. I'm just going to look this up then. I'm going to take it upon myself to look it up. Let's see what we got here. Um, Asata Shakur. Okay, so... Uh, Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just sort of seeing what what uh, news comes up here. Uh, guess number fourteen. You don't have to be an expert. I'm just like, what's your perspective on this case? God damn it! My computer's crapping out on me. Okay, so Angela Davis is writing. Um, Shakur, formerly Joanne Chesimard, was a member of the Black Panther Party and Black Liberation Army. In addition to being the first woman placed on the most wanted terrorist, Shakur, the godmother of slain hip-hop artist, poet, actor, and activist Tupac Shakur, is the only second person from inside the United States to be placed on the list. In an unexpected move, the state of New Jersey announced it was adding $1 million to the FBI's $1 million reward for a capture. Uh, let's see... She was falsely convicted, falsely convicted of uh, killing an officer on, in 1973. Uh, let's see, what we got here. Um, so they're not they're not explaining what her terrorist act was. She's in Cuba now. She has. She's not. They. They're not explaining like how she's a terrorist or what she's planning to do. Let's see. Uh, and there's some fun interaction happening. Fun interaction happening in the chat here between guest number four and guest fourteen. <laughs> So basically, like this this person, um, there was a shootout, and she was she armed? Because I can't tell here. Hold on, let me just reread this here. He's probably armed, but they didn't have enough money to buy bullets. And there was a choice of either gas money or bullets. They probably took, chose gas money. Oh my God! Well, then you proved that she's innocent. There you go, buddy. By your zinger. None of them are innocent. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> Let's see. Um, 
Her, uh, she, so the trooper was saying that she, would, she had been in a firing position, but the surgeon who examined her, because she got shot, he said that that was anatomically impossible. And a test done by the police found that Shakur had not fired a gun and no physical or medical evidence was presented by the prosecution to back up their claim that she had fired a gun at, gun at Trooper Harper. Okay. Um, and they tried to pin six other serious crimes. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm just very curious as to... Um, as to what she did to get on the terrorist list. It's one thing to not like what somebody has to say or offer, but by, by a lot of accounts, a lot of these white nationalists deserve to be on a terrorist, terrorist list more so than she does. Hello from 2019. This is even more true today. Um, and I will post uh, some info about Asata Shakur in the description below. So I'm just kind of curious... Let me see what's happening in the chat here. How, how, would, how would they qualify being on the terrorist list? How well, would white people qualify to be on the terrorist list? Then, then most, of, most of the white nationalists I know have never committed any acts against the government. Well, that's my point. Where, 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 where if you, you try to rob a, an armored car, I mean, you're, you're looking at a federal crime. What I'm saying is that she also did not do anything that warrants her being a terrorist, and they didn't prove anything. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Anytime, anytime there's a, a crime that involves black people, they just start grabbing blacks because they're all suspects. You look at any, any of the inner cities, when somebody calls the cops, they start grabbing blacks, putting them up against the fence until they figure out who done what. And if they can't figure out who done what, they'll blame someone until they have enough money to find themselves innocent. Another reoccurring theme of this podcast, uh, resident Klansman Dragon uh, gets things correct. He actually very eloquently and clearly explains problems with America, with the justice system, with the economic system here, uh, but still maintains his hatred for the people who were hit hardest by this shit. Yeah, of course. And that's a problem. You are pointing out a real flaw in our society. Yeah. Yes, it is. Grabbing innocent people is always wrong. Well, you don't know that you're innocent. They might have done something wrong. At some point in time, they've done something wrong. You might as well just get them in jail anyway. Oh, jeez. That's, that's such a... Uh, it's just sort of an easy... It's, it's, such an, it's such a lazy fucking... I know. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. I know. You'll get mad one day. You'll get mad one day, and you'll get mad one day, and douse yourself in gasoline, and set yourself on fire, and run down the street, saying "Fuck you, dragon!" (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hold your breath. Don't don't hold your breath for that day. How about that? That day's (laughs) probably not coming anytime soon. Because these dialogues are fun. Uh, okay, um, I am, I am, uh, my chat is once again fucking up on me. Uh, all right, I'm going to wrap this thing up here, I think. Fucker. Sorry, guys. Ah, Jesus. Why does Talk Shoes chat suck so badly? Chat sucks. Sorry. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. 
they have Democracy Now! HP, they have an audio of her letter to the Pope. Was I, I don't have time to listen to it right now. Uh, uh, what is her what's her letter to the Pope? Guest number fourteen. Guest number fourteen, call in if you want to. I'm gonna wrap this show up soon. And same goes for you, Tokolo Schmumzer. I don't know if uh I don't know if that's your real name or not. But I like it. Tokolo Schmumzer. So uh thanks for bringing this to my attention, guys. This is a weird case. This is I don't think this person deserves by all accounts, like this is a, a fucking sketchy fucking uh situation here. And, like, people who kill cops in this country in general are troopers. They're not labeled terrorists. They're labeled something else. I'm just posting my email here in case you guys want to email me something. Just to say hi. Well, why don't you form a, uh, a militia and, and attack the government in her honor since you think she's done so wrong? I'm not going to attack anybody. Well, I mean, you should. I mean, if you no. think she's done some wrong. I mean, it's just you know carrying no. on the carrying on the. Uh, no, which ideology do you... No, that that's not the ideology. That's actually wrong. And uh, no, you, that's not how you get things done. That's that's not what I do either. Right, guess four. Huh, buddy. Sometimes you have to crack some heads. Eh. Can't uh, go go attack the government. I mean, this is the argument I've been using against the fucking idiots. Like we're like we cannot ban uh, assault rifles. <laughs> um, thanks, Cleeper. Um, it's like they keep thinking that they're going to be able to defend themselves against the government, even though the government has drones. And it's like you, you're not going to win against the government. And uh, guess number 14, I'm actually agreeing with you. I just now read something uh, that I just, I don't know if you just now heard me. You're you're coming at me all of a sudden here, buddy. Is he still on there? Is Cleeper still on there? Yeah, yeah, he's he's still here. Yeah, everyone's still here, man. Come to call me. This is who? Come to call me. No, oh, brother. All right, Cleeper, call Dragon. Not your fucking messaging service. And I'm just, uh, let's see what we got here. Guess number 14 is writing, HP, I can't believe you don't know about the story. Disappointed, HP. No, you're right. I am too, actually. I'm I'm surprised I, I, I did not know about this. This is like interesting. I, I I do not see this reported in the mainstream media. Um, you always hear like, in fact, guest number four was like just now saying, oh, you know, the mainstream media never reports white issues. They evidently don't report black issues at all. Like they don't report this story because most people, if you read this fucking story, you'd be like, Asata Shakur is not a terrorist, and there's something up. <laughs> Thanks for that comment, Dragon. Real, real good. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't involve profit or ratings, they don't give a shit. Oh, well, I guess we agree on something. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna be fucking with the chat here, guys. So that's annoying. 
Um, I guess, uh, do you want him to call you right now here, Dragon? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Good talk to you. Okay, cool. Take it easy. Okay, cool. Take it easy. Yeah, it's really a little embarrassing that I'm this chummy with this Klansman. It's like he's on my softball team or something. Um, Anyways, um, after he hung up, I... uh, interacted with people in the chat room. They were typing stuff and I was just making fun of it. And then I was uh, about to end the show, actually. Uh, I've cut all that out because it's not very interesting to listen to. Um, If you want the raw file, you can send me an email and I'll send it to you. But um, anyways, um, after I've been sort of uh, telling everyone that I was going to end the show, uh, Edward McBride calls in. Now, for those of you who've listened to this podcast, um, you've heard clips of Edward McBride. He goes by the name Commander McBride, because uh, I guess he's a commander in the National Socialist Movement, or the it's the NSM or NSFM, which I believe is the National Socialist Freedom Movement. And he's a commander in the Delaware chapter of this uh, Nazi, this neo-Nazi organization. So he calls in. And he weirdly, um, because he's kind of been a semi-regular caller at this point, he gives me feedback on my show. It's kind of a little odd. Uh, Take a listen and see what you think. And I will comment on it afterwards. Okay. All right. So you're on the call right now. Let me just take you real quick. Hey, uh, Commander McBride, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. You're coming in a little late. I gotta end this show soon. Uh, what's going on with you? Oh no, no, not a hell, a whole, hell, a whole lot. It's been a hell of a work week. That's why I ain't been on in the past couple weeks. Is it's my schedule's been all kinds of fucked up here recently. Okay, you you sound like you've been drinking. What's what's going on with you? Uh, just sheer exhaustion. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you you okay? Why, yeah, why am I, why am I oh, like fourteen hours a day. Okay, I know the feeling. I've been going through that myself with my own with my own uh, with my own life. Um, well, is there anything specific you want to talk about? No, no, no. I just wanted to call in and, and figure out when the next time is that you're going to be doing one because I've noticed you only like uh, post it a day in advance. Um, that way, if I know like a little more uh, in advance time, I could I could be available. Okay. Well, here's here's um, here's why I'm trying to work on some guests for the show, and it, it's been really really hit and miss. Um, I'm trying to get some antis on the show. I'm trying to get like well, another. Do you, uh, you ever get Daryl Lamont Jenkins on there? Because we had him on ours uh, a day ago. I've invited him several times, and I think that he's kind of not interested in my show, and that's that's cool. Uh, and that's cool. I'm doing, I'm gonna just try and contact some other groups. Uh, yeah, I've contacted him a few times, and um, I, like a while back, he said that he was not. Uh, he was sort of advised not to do the show. I don't know if that was because of my show or just not advised to do shows for a while. But I, I think I could tell you what it was. Is uh, it's the uh, the way you the way you conduct it. I mean, it's your show. You're gonna run it however you want. Obviously, you're the host. But it's the way you go about asking the questions and uh the non-reasonable humor behind it. Like, you know, you'll ask somebody a real deep question and then they'll answer it and then you'll follow it up by, well, let's all go hug. Let's have a hugging session. Um, okay. They can kind of destroy somebody's credibility, like, as far as he goes, if he has any whatsoever. Well, 
you know, look, man, I mean, I I want the show to be fun, and I want the show to be funny, and I, I kind of, like, want an entertaining show, and that's sort of, like, my reaction sometimes to weird situations is to make a joke of it, uh, and it's not it's not really my intention to minimize anybody at all. Even, like, I mean, look, man, I mean, I hear some stuff on here that, like, I'll, I'll be real with you, McBride, like, some of this, some of these shows, I've I've like hung up the, I've hung up on them, like and after I've been done with the show, I had to stay up like another fucking like hour because I was just kind of disturbed by it. But I try to like let people have their say, right? Um, and so sometimes like my way of dealing with that, instead of like you know having to like deal with the, the ugliness, which I don't mind doing, it, it, it's some, it's something that I I I invited and I get it, but a way that I make it like sort of palatable for myself is by making jokes and I don't know like I mean honestly like I I, I it, it's not for everybody um, yeah. and again this 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 show is once again not an endorsement of anyone I, I, I think unfortunately what's happened is that a lot of white supremacist people think that this is this shows some sort of fucking endorsement of their viewpoint and they come on here and give sermons as opposed to having a conversation so I do I do sort of make fun of them for that. I, I, yeah, I you know. you do, the way you do it, this is this is what I mean. That, like I said, it's very disrespectful to your show because I mean, you know, I, I was still wide variety myself. It's, it's like you said, you know, you, you hear a lot of interesting things. Same here on my end. But if you're going to make fun of them, <clears throat> make fun of them. Don't make fun of random things in general uh, because that's what antis do whenever they get a chance to speak about, you know, as you put it, white supremacists or, you know, any kind of white nationalist groups out there of any kind, they, they target them specifically and make fun of them specifically. They don't just make fun of random stuff. Okay. So that might be a deterrent for some of them because obviously it'd be a dumb idea to sit there and say they're not listening to your show or downloading it uh, or even coming in as you know, guests by PC, but they're skeptical to come in by phone. That's okay. probably why. Okay. Because I'm not making fun of them, or okay, I, I, I'm just trying to recount what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, cool. Like you're saying, like if I do make a joke, direct it at the person I'm making a joke. So. Yeah, because antis, whenever, whenever they get a chance to talk about us, even on a computer or like Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, for example, whenever they make fun of a white nationalist or a white nationalist group, um, they make fun of them specifically. They they ridiculize their ideology across the board, not just ridiculize it, but they make fun of it. You know, like so that's how you'd have to do like like say take me for example, I'm on your show. You know, you could sit there and run my run my name into the gutter and mute me all you want. Um mm-hmm. and give me no chance to even defend myself because we all know what my defense would be, how I would go about doing it and how I would say it. So the thing is, is you give too much time, and even though you want to have, you know, the good dialogue and everything recorded, because you've said that before, but sometimes you really have to think, okay, well, you you want people on <clears throat> that'll cause controversy, um, and you want new people to come in instead of just the regulars. So uh-huh. how do you do so? Well, you have sure. to change your tactics. Okay. So, um, Okay. I think I see what you're saying. Because um, that's what the news guy does. I don't know if you've heard of his show, but he does. Yeah. Like, he'll let us on there from time to time. And if it's sensible and it's reasonable, uh, then he'll agree with it 100% rather or not you're left or right. But at yeah. the same time, he's not afraid to sit there and say, eh, i got to call the bullshit card on that because even though you're saying this and it's all well and good, 
come on. You're going to tell me that you're really not going to hurt anybody when you guys take office, if you take office? Come on. Yeah, well, I, I feel like I have done that. Yeah, but you've gone in a roundabout way. You kind of tiptoed through the daisies by doing it. Okay. So you, do you feel like I'm not aggressive enough and sort of anchored enough in my own perspective? A little bit, just from just as okay. a listener. Okay. Just as a listener, I'm not giving you any kind of like personal attacks or anything. I'm trying to give you constructive, creative criticism. It's interesting because um, oh, this is this is fascinating because um, there's been a lot of stuff said on the show. Um, like that's kind of disturbed me, including things from yourself. I'm just being oh, honest yeah. with you, right? Um, you know, and so, and I mean, we talked about that before, and it's like, and I guess like I, I've been trying to like sort of, Carl Jung has this uh, great quote. Let me see what it's, it's like, you know, you know, consciousness and enlightenment is not about, you know, just looking towards the light. It's it's about, you know, lighting a candle in the darkness. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But basically, like, it's sort of like looking at the uh, dark side of life to sort of enlighten it. Let me find the exact quote because he says it better than I do. Hold on one second here. I have it on my desktop because it's some, it's like one of my favorite quotes of all time. Because, I mean, I've even recommended your show to a few people I know um, that haven't really, you know, had the pleasure of being on it before. And, and the only way I can describe it to them is, Interesting. That's all I could say. Is it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay. So the Carl Jung quote says, "One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious." And that's um, and so I think like what I've done is um, often um, kind of allowed that. It's interesting to hear this that that you would you would. Uh, you would be into like helping somebody who's obviously not for us. Yeah, but it, it, it is. It's very interesting because what what this does is when you take this approach to it, um, it, it allows the individual who's calling into your show, for example, um, to bring his A game because okay. he knows he's going to meet a challenge. Like for example, um, if if I have Daryl Lamont Jenkins on my show again, and I've had him on it twice. Yeah. Um, knows that he's got to come prepared because it's not just going to be me, but it's going to be a bunch of other people. And I had seven other people on the line, um, all of them, you know, interrogate me. You know, one of the major questions was, was, you know, you guys say diversity this and we're all equal that, but how come on your website you only report uh, white acts of violence towards minorities and not vice versa? If you truly are diverse, you would call both sides, down the middle, even. Okay. And then he tried to say that he wasn't about violence, but if a group of blacks that he happened to you know, be in the area with was attacking a white person, he would step aside and let nature take its course. Even though him considering himself a leader, in, as far as the black community goes, he could have stood up and said, this ain't how we act. Yeah, we disagree with these people, but they're going to get theirs one way or another. Yeah. So you've got to give that person a chance to, to really figure out how they're going to go about arguing. Sure. Okay, yeah. Well, I I you know, I tell you like this this show is also not entirely meant to be a debate show either though. That's that so that that's the other side of this is um I um it was meant to sort of explore the sources I I wrote this in the description 
the sources and reasons for why people have gone down the path they've gone down and and so a lot of it has been like more of like I want to hear your story of how you got from point A to point B from where you got to being a child to where you are today and so that's been also what I've been negotiating a little bit it hasn't necessarily been like a fucking um uh, uh a um a debate show and yeah, so I, it's like I with, like with that lo- concept yeah like and like with the uh, with Jenkins also I I am curious to hear how he I mean and my politics and my views are going to be I'll, I'll be real like I'm going to probably going to be closer to him than just about anybody else on, who, who participates in my show, oh, but yeah. I'm still, but I'm still going to be curious as to um, what, where he's coming from, and how he got to, as opposed to just being a guy who lives his life. Why did you dedicate your life to this mission? No, I mean, just, we put him on the spot when he was on our program because a lot of people aren't aware that he's a disgraced uh, police officer, and he was fired. Uh, for for using police resources to expose people's personal information. In I, heard, I heard that. Was, I heard that was a. I heard that was a, a lie. Did he did he cop to that or what did he say to that? He refused to comment on it. And usually, given given you know my line of work and what I do as far as the, the movement goes, is when somebody refuses to either say yay or nay, uh, then that means one of two things: they did it and they don't want to talk about it, or they did it and they don't want to put foot in the mouth. Uh okay. Um let me uh I'm going to take Dragon's call in a moment here. Um uh, what is a uh, like what is your relig- have you met him in real life or anything like that? It sounds Dude, like you Mr. guys Jenkins? Huh? Who uh Mr. Jenkins? Yeah. No, no, I haven't met him. I've talked to him a few times uh in the past over the phone because there there's certain things I'll see that he's talking about and you know, certain people that he's uh putting the the limelight on. Um, who happen to be common enemies, and I would love to see nothing more than them squirm for the real worms that they truly are. And so I, I'll call him up from time to time and be like, oh, yeah, I saw your article. That's some funny shit. What made you do that? So you guys have a peaceful rapport. Well, over the phone, peaceful. Um, on our radio show, we kind of more or less respect each other. Um, but outside of outside of everything and politics in play, he he's my better enemy to the end, make no mistake about it. And if given a chance, I, I probably would strike him down where he stood. And the feeling would be mutual. He'd probably strike me down where I stood. Okay. Because okay. we're just two opposing forces with completely different ideologies. Right. Okay, let me just uh, take this call. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that. Dragon, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I was just calling back to listen to the rest of the show. Okay. Are you are you in a situation where like you're you can't listen to it without calling in? Uh yeah. <laughs> wow. Your computer hates you. Yeah. How's that feel? Probably made by a a fucking Jew or chink or something somewhere and finally, <laughs> finally Well, they, they got back at you. They knew they knew this was going to dragon. Finally took a shit on just like my Facebook account, you know they're 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 deleting people. You have a Facebook account? They're, they're deleting people off of Facebook now that show support to any kind of hate group. Even if you like something that's that's I guess they consider racist, they, they delete your account. Because I've never said anything racist on my Facebook account, but I've liked a few things, 
they made comments on things, but they now they now have a clause on their terms of service if you show support to any hate group that they'll delete your account. Nice. That would explain why they've been really fucking with me for the last couple of days, given me so, that I have nothing hate-related on my profile, and uh, they gave me 14 days without accepting friends, 14 days without adding friends, 14 days without messaging people. People can message me all they want. I just can't fucking respond. Well, now now people are just guilty by association, you know. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. How that goes. That for right. For fairness. Oh boy! All right, guys. Um, in all in all seriousness, uh, I I do have to just end the show because I I gotta I gotta get up tomorrow. So, um, uh, you guys are uh, welcome to call back in anytime. Uh, yeah, uh, McBride. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm sitting here like this neo-Nazi fucking gave me good advice. Can't believe I'm saying that. Ugh. And well, from time to time, I do something right because I like a challenge and that. Personally, I don't like going to shows that pose their challenge. You don't like going to what? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. I don't like going to any radio shows that don't pose a challenge. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, like, I mean, again, like, you know, this show's not necessarily a debate show, but, like, um, I, I, I'll take into account what you said. So uh, that was some good, that was some decent feedback. I'm downgrading it to decent. I'm kidding. Hey, it was good feedback. Huh? Yeah, so I appreciate that, guys. Um, so I'm going to sign off here. Uh, everybody have a good night and a safe tomorrow in whatever you're doing. And uh, see you guys next week. Good night. Okay, so uh, Facebook, uh, let's start with that. Uh, Dragon was complaining about Facebook banning him, and so was McBride here. Um, or not banning him, but suspending his account, uh, whatever, messing with him there. And uh, so let's just talk about the Facebook uh, banning of certain individuals from last week, including people like Milo Yiannopoulos, Laura Loomer, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson, uh, Louis Farrakhan in there as well. Um, they were deemed dangerous individuals who promote hateful ideologies, and so Facebook banned them. These people were on these platforms for a long time. Paul Nealon as well. Uh, these, these folks were on the, this platform for a long time. Uh, it wasn't affecting Facebook's bottom line, and I'm sure it was attracting more users to Facebook. But I guess these folks at some point, maybe, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not that optimistic that a, uh, you know, a social media tech company is just going to go out and do the right thing just because. I'm just not optimistic to that. I mean, maybe it just was affecting their bottom line finally. Um, but I don't believe... I just, I'm very cynical about that. So I don't know why they were really banned and I don't know how long this ban will last. So, but I imagine like Facebook just, you know, when you put them in a situation where they have no choice but to ban you, they just have to ban you. And I imagine Dragon and McBride says some stupid shit on their Facebook pages. I really should have uh, done more research. I should have like found them on Facebook and, you know, kind of tracked that a little bit. I regret not doing that. But so, yeah, that's what's happening now. Donald Trump has said that he is monitoring and watching closely. So all these free speech, free market cunts who uh, when anyone else is, uh, you know, marching peacefully and the cops attack them, they're silent or they take the side of the cops. All of a sudden they're aggrieved about uh, a private company doing whatever it wants to do with who it wants to have on its platform. And I thought these folks were for the free market, for private companies doing whatever they want, no matter what, uh, whether it's poisoning uh, drinking water or, you know, 
putting out hateful propaganda um, or just being a form of that. And the, and it's not really censorship because these folks have Gab AI. They have a whole ecosystem. I described it earlier in this podcast. They have a whole fucking ecosystem where they can exist. So no one's being thrown in fucking jail over this. Um, just um, they're just having one less avenue. And fuck it. My podcast is better than anything those guys put out. And I barely get any listeners, bro. Is that a a shadow ban? I don't know. Let's move on to McBride's uh, criticism of my show. He was talking about how um, I don't always anchor myself very strongly in my own beliefs. I didn't take a strong enough position. I would undercut things with bits. And um, yeah, certainly like I stand by what I said before and that like this was meant to be a exploratory show. It wasn't meant to be a debate show, but um, what McBride is criticizing me on, I feel that way about myself now. And I wouldn't just allow, you know, I wouldn't be as soft. I would take more uh, substantial, stronger positions about how I really feel. And I would battle a lot more these days had I talked to them in 2019. Um, because yeah, these folks, uh, won the highest office in the land in the country, highest offices in the land in the country. So, um, we have to fight back in order to save lives. Those of us who are not uh, psycho fascists. Anyways. Thank you for listening to Paradox of Civility. Um, if you have any feedback, any comments, any questions, any ideas, any suggestions, please email me at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. It's in the description below. And we are also on Twitter at Civil Podcast. And we also are on Facebook. Just search for Paradox of Civility and you will see our page. Please like the page. Please tell your friends if you like the show. If you hate the show, please tell people so that they can hate listen to it as well. Hate listen to it. I, hate listens are listens so i'll take it wow i sound like mark zuckerberg i sound like facebook and twitter like well whatever clicks are clicks bro um so anyways uh thank you i'll talk to you next time